This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Lake Show underway on a Friday. We made it through another week. And just think, it'll be the last Friday we'll have to deal with all the political ads. Oh, I am so ready for it to be over. And it, it really doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, uh, whether you're, you're liberal or conservative or uh, a moderate. I think everybody's in the same boat. They will be glad when it's all over um, on Tuesday. At least the ads. The rhetoric will continue long after that. Busy sports day. Timberwolves in action. Uh, The Timberwolves later on tonight against the Bucks. You'll hear it here. Pre-game show begins at 8.30. And we'll have the tip after 9 o'clock. It'll be a late night at Target Center. Timberwolves and Bucks. And Milwaukee comes in as slight favorites in this game. Chris Hine will join us. A day off from the World Series. Houston heads home to Minute Maid, up three games to two in the World Series over the Philadelphia Phillies. And a man who has been there and is going to kind of give us a feel for what this World Series has been like up close. Scott Mellory's covered the major leagues for a long, long time and has been good enough to join me from time to time over the years. Scott, I hope all is well. It is, Steve. Thank you. Nice to be with you. And, uh, yeah, doing doing uh, well. Happy to be in Houston. Forget the day off for the players. It's the writers that need a day off. My goodness. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. And I'm in Houston. I'm speaking to you in Houston. But, uh, yeah, just a quick glimpse of, of what, how crazy it is covering a World Series. You know, we had the game in Philadelphia last night, and obviously, you know, these time zones don't start till 8 o'clock. And uh, anyway, I think I got back to my hotel room after working about 2.30 this morning, and um, I had a 4.15 a.m. wake-up call. Oh, wow. Yeah, had a 6.30 a.m. flight. That's why wow. I'm in Houston right now. You know, you got to get here. So I think, you know, two, I was in the room 2.30 a.m., and like I say, the wake-up call is at 4.15. That doesn't mean I slept for the whole time. I mean, by the time I got back to the room and changed, brushed my teeth, and <laughs> I think I might have gotten 30 minutes of sleep, maybe, and then uh, yeah. off to wow. the airport. And uh, so flew through St. Louis today, and uh, I think I slept through both legs of the flight. And here we are in gray, humid, 80-degree, lovely Houston, uh, getting ready uh you know, I have a dinner tonight. I'm, that's like the one thing getting me through the day after no sleep and travel. You know, it's like I'm looking forward to a, a good dinner and then hopefully a lot of sleep tonight, and we'll be back at it for game six tomorrow. Yeah, sleep in a little bit uh, tomorrow, Scott, but thanks for the time. And um, everyone thinks 
the sports media is so glamorous. That's a peek behind the curtain. The good news <laughs> is in Philly, uh, the ballpark, I would assume the hotel, are all pretty close to the airport. So it's not like you had to go a long way uh, to catch your flight out of Philly. But, but Scott, uh, about this World Series, and I, I think the setup is Houston all year was one of the top teams in the major leagues. Certainly top three. You, you had the New York Yankees. You had the L.A. Dodgers certainly in the mix. A couple of teams out of the National League East, you, you could argue. But the Philadelphia Phillies, they fire their manager, Joe Girardi, and here they are, granted down three games to two. But it is an extraordinary run for the Phillies. Oh, it is. I mean, third place in their own division. Uh, the, you know, Atlanta Braves win, and, and the New York Mets finish second. And, you know, the Phillies wouldn't have even been here but for expanded playoffs. And it just goes to sh- – and they lost, by the way, was it like eight of 10 or 10 in a row? I think eight of 10 or 10 of 13 in September at one point and before they figure out a way to turn it around and just goes to show you in today's expanded playoffs that it's a little bit like the NCAA basketball tournament that if you enter on a, on a hot streak, uh, you know, you can, you can parlay that hot streak and, and, and go deep. It doesn't matter if you finish third now, apparently in the national league East, um, you know, the Phillies have taken to them. They, they, they beat the hundred, you know, they beat the division champ Atlanta Braves and world series defending world series champion Braves, uh, in the first round. And then, you know, they took down a Padres team that, uh, San Diego had beaten, knocked out the hundred win Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, you know, after, and then the Phillies win two of the first three against Houston. And I thought going into this series, Steve, that, that it was, I figured Houston was good enough to either sweep or maybe win in five. Yeah. And all of a sudden, after three games, you're sitting there looking at, uh, you know, the Phillies, you know, won two out, were up two games to one. And it was like, geez, are they, you begin to wonder that whole team of destiny thing. Is that what's going on in Philadelphia? But, you know, game four was, was so critical. The, the Astros start the Christian Vasquez who throws six innings of that tag team no-hitter the other night, second ever in World Series history. And and that, I think, was the turning point. You know, Now, of course, the Phillies have to go two out of two here in Houston to win, and I don't think they can. I, I would, you know, I, I half expect Houston to finish it tomorrow night. Yes, a great ball club. Scott Miller joining us here on News Talk, 830-WCCO on this Friday night. Day off in the World Series, once again, Game 6, and then uh, uh, Game 7 pending, if necessary. And, of course, uh, Scott joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. For this Houston Astros team, they, they run away with the American League East. Good ball club, excellent ball club, and what's the difference, if you will? They're only up three games to two, but is, but is it just depth of pitching, the, the fact that they have a little bit more pitching than the Phillies? Yeah, I mean, it always comes down to pitching, and, and yes, that is – and that's why I thought they might win it in four or five because both their rotation and their bullpen is so good. Philadelphia is trying to get through it on – basically five or six pitchers you know Aaron Nola and tomorrow night starter Zach Wheeler and you know they've got a couple of bullpen arms they really like Jose Alvarado and Sir Anthony Dominguez and then they've got this Ranger Suarez who's kind of a swing man he's due to start game seven although they have used him out of the bullpen and Rob Thompson said that 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 um 
Ranger Suarez will be on call tomorrow night. Even though he's a Game 7 starter, we could see him tomorrow night in relief if conditions call for it. In other words, if the Phillies get behind and, and are fighting to hold keep Houston in check. So, yeah, that, that the big difference is, is the pitching. Um, Houston, Jose Altuve has not done much at all, and their designated hitters are hitting about 108. They have not wow. gotten much production at all offensively. From That's two spots in their lineup. But, again, back to your point, the pitching has just been so good. And, I mean, when you've got a guy like Christian Javier, who many people think might be the best pitcher in the entire American League this year, and yet he starts game four, that, that's a pretty good embarrassment of riches. Yeah, and then, of course, Justin Verlander. Um, you know, what a career for this guy. And it, it sounds like he wants to keep going. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, he's he definitely does not intend to retire. He'll be a free agent this winter. will be interesting to see at 39 years old. Uh, and you know he's going to have a market. I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer, and, and it's going to be interesting to see if anybody, you know, how much the temptation is there to overpay him. Because, you know, I mean, he may be a Hall of Famer and one of the greats of our generation, but 39 years old is 39 years old. I know he's probably going to win the American League Cy Young Award this year. Um, you know, I would expect that. And that's going to tempt some teams to offer some awful big money. But, um, you know, you do wonder how long he could keep going at 39 years old. And then uh, finally, before you uh, head off to dinner tonight, and then hopefully sleep in tomorrow. I mean, you probably don't need to be to the ballpark till about three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, so you, you, you exactly. can sleep till noon, like when you were a teenager, Scott. It'll be a, I know, be a good I day. know, yeah, uh, that'd be good. The problem is, uh, you know, the body keeps waking up at eight or eight thirty, and I'm like, come on, man, we just got to bed at three or whatever. Yeah. I, I try to sleep in, and my back gets sore. It's like, okay, I better get up and move around a little bit here. Um, that, that's the, the biggest issue. Just, just a thought on on uh, the Houston manager, Dusty Baker. Uh, it, it was perfect when they hired him in the, the wake of the cheating scandal and all of that. What a job he's done. Yeah, he has. and You're right. I mean, it was a very, very calculated move hiring Dusty Baker because – Nobody in this game is more beloved. You can you can pick out some other people around this game, managers, general managers, players who everybody likes. Sure. But no but nobody rises above Dusty Baker. I mean, we're talking whoever you are, a player, an executive, a media member, a fan, everybody loves Dusty. And so it was a calculated move to hire him after the cheating scandal because everybody Houston was one of the most hated teams of all time oh, by sure. everybody. And, you know, in hiring Dusty, Jim Crane uh, basically pulled the lever that forced some people to forgive the Astros. And, I mean, your your world, I'm guessing, Steve, right now is probably like mine. I have, you know, friends and neighbors that are watching this World Series. I get texts from them, and I talk to them, and and I keep hearing the same thing, you know, and and that is – you know, I would I, I I would hope Houston loses. Uh, I'd be rooting for Philadelphia, but man, I like Dusty Baker, and it would be nice to see him win a World Series. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from people that normally would be trashing the Astros and hoping for bad things to happen forever to them. But Dusty in charge, like I say, calculated move by owner Jim Crane because 
that was play that when he played that card, that was the card that at least made others start to become civil to the Astros and people that w- otherwise would have wished bad things said, no, 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 Dusty's too cool. He's too nice of a guy. He's too great of a guy. So, you know, that there is that element and he'll be a hall of fame manager. I think even if they don't win this year, I mean, Dusty ranks like 10th or 11th on the all time manager wins list. This guy has done everything there is to do in the game. Um, I think it's a slam dunk. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, and I think if they win one of the next two to win the World Series, it that that'll just be the capstone on his career. Well, Scott, always good. Uh, once again, appreciate your coverage and your time as always. Uh, thanks, Steve. Nice talking with you, and uh, take care. And we'll talk soon. There he is, Scott Miller. He's covered the major leagues for a long time. Bylines lately in the New York Times. Covering the World Series. Game 6 tomorrow night. Wheeler against Valdez. Phillies need a win to force a Game 7. That would be Sunday night. Then I wouldn't need to watch Sunday night football. I want a Game 7. All right, quick break. We'll come back here on the Lake Show and talk Timberwolves. Chris Hine is on the beat at Target Center. Timberwolves and Bucks later. We'll visit with Chris in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Timberwolves and Bucks go late tonight. Our pregame show at 830, Cal. And then Alan with all the play-by-play. I, I would sometime after 9 o'clock tonight... Chris Hine, who covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune, poised to put in a long evening, and he joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Now, now Chris, do you typically take a nap on game day? And and if not, did you today? You know, I I try to, honestly, but today I did not. I I was doing so many different things. No nap today for me. Powering through. Yeah, so the Timberwolves, 4-4 and on the season, not terrible, but there's a lot of concern, particularly about this starting five for the Timberwolves and the core group. We'll get into that in a moment. And, oh, by the way, tonight on a Friday night late, national TV, 
the seven and old Milwaukee Bucks come in and they've been pretty good out of the gate. Yeah, Milwaukee's looking great. Uh, the Wolves are still looking like they're trying to figure things out. Um, Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards are coming in questionable tonight with illnesses. We'll find out their status uh, about an hour and 45 minutes before the game when Chris Finch talks to the media. Um, you know, it's going to be tough tonight. Even with a, an energized building, maybe a slightly more inebriated building at 9 o'clock. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be tough. Milwaukee comes in one of the most well-rounded teams. Everybody's playing well. They're healthy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. It'd be, it would be quite the win if, if the Wolves could pull this out and would be a big, a real big boost, I think, of confidence moving forward if they somehow find a way to, to win this one tonight. I'll go back one year ago and people weren't sure what to make of this Timberwolves team. You know, would, would they be able to get into uh, the play-in tournament? Would they be able to, you know, get over the hump and, and get into the playoffs? And ultimately, they would. But one of the games early in the year, uh, first four games of the year, maybe the fourth game of the year, if memory serves, they go into Milwaukee and they beat the Bucks, And it was kind of like, wow, that that's a really nice win for this team. And I'm not sure if it set the stage for what turned out to be a surprisingly good season. And they, they got through the play-in tournament, and they ultimately fall in six to the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, it's funny to go back, completely different-looking team, some of the same players there, but, but a win over Milwaukee early in the year really set the stage for what happened last year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, that that was a big early win for them because they had had some some early defeats to like Orlando and and New Orleans, who was you know also struggling to find its way early in the last season. So that Milwaukee game, yeah, I remember that. That was that was a big win early on. They did start four and nine last year, but I do think the Milwaukee game was at least at least showed them what they could be capable of. Um, and so you kind of hang on to that through those tough times. And, you know, they came out on the other side of it, obviously, a better team. You know, it, it was a rough start last year. You know, four and nine, people were really down on this on this Wolves team. And it was looking like another lost season there for a few weeks. And then, you know, things started clicking and they turned it around. So I, I think, you know, with how clunky and awkward this team has looked on the offensive end through eight games, they're still four and four at the moment. Um you know, and they eventually did figure it out by by late December, early January, and they really took off from there. So, you know, I know it's not always the the popular thing that fans want to hear that there needs to be some patience, but I I think in this case, you saw what happened last year. You're trying to incorporate a huge, significant piece into what you're doing in Rudy Gobert, and it's gonna take some time. Um, I just I, I do think that I, now how much time I don't know, you know, and I still don't know if ultimately it will work. But eight games is I don't think quite enough to pass judgment on whether this trade was a success or failure. Yeah, and you, you alluded to it. We visited uh, around the start of the season, and you brought it up that you know. Chris Finch was kind of pointing out this is a work in progress. We didn't get a lot of games together with with Carl Anthony Towns being out and and dealing with the illness, et cetera. 
that it will be a work in progress. So, so Finch, and, and you reported that to us, was, you know, saying, hey, this, this might take a bit to, to start clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, and I think that's become very evident that that's, that that's the case. Phoenix and San Antonio, these, these two losses were, you could really see the stark contrast between how the bench and the reserves mixed with some of the starters were playing um, and the, the kind of basketball they were playing versus when the starters themselves were just on the floor. It would, couldn't be any, it was like watching two different teams, the way the, way the bench moved the ball, uh, was able to score with people like Jordan McLaughlin and, and Nas Reed, uh, the, the main contributors. And then, you know, like at Phoenix the other night, the offense, you know, the starters go back in for the last six-plus minutes, and it just goes dead, essentially. It, 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 Phoenix went on, you know, a, a huge run almost immediately, and that game was over. Um, so it's, it's, on, it's on them to figure things out. And honestly, the, the best way to figure things out is to is to keep playing night in and night out. Um, and that's the you know, that's the best teacher is, you know, figuring out what you need to do against high level competition. So, you know, like I said, maybe they're maybe they're a little shorthanded tonight. We'll see. Um, but if they are able to go, I think even if they lose, they could learn a lot from from this Bucks game tonight. Chris Hine covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune, joins us from Target Center here on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. One thing I want to bring up before we let you go, I know time is tight, is guard play. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, who who's ultimately running the show and D'Angelo Russell and Jordan McLaughlin and his role. And that's something that's going to evolve as well. And I think there there were concerns because in Game Six, Chris Finch sat D'Angelo Russell. Yep, and you know I think you're seeing fans kind of react to that, at least on social media. You know, and, and you just see the kind of basketball that that's played when Jordan McLaughlin's on the floor with the bench. Again, it's ball movement, it's it's decisive uh, actions, and they ultimately get pretty good looks at the end of possessions. Whereas with uh, Russell and the rest of the starters, it's a lot of isolation yeah. ball, a lot of, a lot of dribbling, a lot of some standing around, don't quite know what to do. So it, it's two different brands of basketball. Dilo has not been great uh, or good the last three games, especially. Um, we'll see if he can turn around tonight, but he, you know, ultimately when Delo plays well, it raises the ceiling of this team. I, I've said that before, um, but when he plays well, they look like a different team, and they look like a much better team when Delo has it going. Um, he's figuring things out just like everybody else, um, and <laughs> and we'll see if he's ultimately able to do it uh, with Rudy Gobert in tow. Right now, there's they just kind of got to get on the same page and learn each other's tendencies and what they like to do because right now they're they're not at that point. Well, Chris, it's always good to visit with you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, Steve. There he is, Chris Hine, who covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribunes at Target Center. And, of course, we'll be at Target Center with Cal a little bit later on. He'll have a tease of what's coming up on the pregame show following the news at 8. He'll take over at 8.30 and then Alan Horton, with all the play-by-play, Timberwolves and Bucks, Bucks favored tonight, and why not? They're the only unbeaten team 
in the NBA. When we come back, huge night in high school football all over the Metro and all over the state. Section finals in class 5A through 9-man and the second round of the 6A tournament as well. We'll we'll talk a little high school football and a little Kyrie Irving before 7 here on News Talk. E3O, WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. A chill in the air, no doubt, and about you, what you'd expect for section final night in high school football all around the area. A lot of folks head out and about here in the greater Twin Cities area and beyond for the games here tonight. And once again, section final night, 5A uh, through 9-man, and... Some of the matchups that stand out to me uh, come out of Class 5A, uh, including Andover at Elk River in the Section 7 5A championship game tonight. Now, Elk River outscored Andover earlier in the year, and that should be a dandy on who ultimately goes to the state tournament. So Andover, they have a high-powered offense. They can throw the ball around. And then, of course, Elk River in that vaunted running attack. How about Rogers at Spring Lake Park, Section 6, 5A, another huge game there. Uh, St. Thomas Academy taking on two rivers tonight in the Section 3 championship in uh, 5A. And what about Section 2? Perennial Power, Mankato West at grade section. They get Chan tonight at home at 7 o'clock. And... We can't forget about uh, some of the big school games tonight uh, around the state. This is second-round action. Uh, Wyzetta got a win in the opening round. Uh, they will be at Rosemount. Uh, Woodbury will be at Eden Prairie. Talking here about uh, the number one seeds. Forest Lake travels to Maple Grove. The Crimson finished number one. Uh, they are the, the defending uh, state runner-up in 6A, and then Lakeville North makes the trip 
to Stillwater tonight in a 7 o'clock game. Uh, some of the big showdowns in 6A. There are some finals. Uh, they were up in the Fargo Dome uh, playing a Section 4 nine-man championship. Wheaton Herman Norcross to State. They beat Verndale 40-0. to zero. Uh, Section 4A championship game. Kirkhoven Murdoch Sunberg beat Uppsala Swanville in the Fargo Dome 7-6. to six. And another one from Fargo in uh, the Section 6 2A championship. Sox Center beat Osakas 27-6. Down at Southwest Minnesota State, Section 5 1A. Minnesota beat Lakeview 28-6. The Vikings headed for the state quarterfinals there. And if you remember, uh, the state semifinals will be at U.S. Bank Stadium. And then Premple a week later because the Vikes and Patriots play on Thanksgiving night at U.S. Bank Stadium. Traditionally, the games are the day after Thanksgiving and then that Saturday. But they moved it back a week this year. So good stuff football-wise. And then tomorrow, Jonathan Lowell will be joining me in studio again for college football final. And... Two weeks to go in the regular season in the Northern Sun, the MIAC, and the WIAC. And if St. John's and Bethel are able to hold serve, then they would play in Collegeville a week from tomorrow in the MIAC championship game and the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Uh, There's drama in the WIAC as well with lacrosse and Whitewater tied atop. Uh, that conference. And then, of course, uh, some big matchups in the Northern Sun as well. And then, of course, Jonathan keeps an eye on the Big Ten and the top 25. Jonathan, let's start with Minnesota on the road at Nebraska. They've changed coaches. Uh, Minnesota's going to get a road win in the Big Ten. This would be the spot. Yes, it would. Uh, Nebraska is, like you said, they're going through quote unquote regime change in uh, Lincoln. Uh, Again, or, or as you like to uh, so affectionately call them, Neb is uh, looking like <laughs> Neb right now instead of Nebraska. So, uh, well, well, like they say, they, and on the helmet is for knowledge. <laughs> yes, that, that, you know what? Best that, line that ever. Is a, that is a cheap shot. It's not original. I, I, I've borrowed it, but but it's you know, expected, and I appreciate it, it. Out there. And, and I do know folks that that went to the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. I've been there uh, once upon a time. I did one game when I was doing road games uh, pre-Mike Grimm. Um, and it, Lincoln's a great town. It's a great school. I'm not knocking the school, but it, it's kind of a fun one to throw out there. It, it, it's a jab. It is. And, it's and, a jab. And as I said, growing up where I grew up and and <laughs> suffering through <laughs> the the tumultuous and the and the, the – tedious taunting of Nebraska just wiping the floor with any other team uh, in the Big 8 uh, save Oklahoma. Uh, that is, uh, it's well appreciated. Yeah. Um, now, I, I just want to jump in real quick. Minnesota at Nebraska. Uh, the line, Minnesota favored by 14 and a half. They should be. It, and that that stands out, though. That This Minnesota team had a dominant run, 3-0 and in the non-conference, the big win at Michigan State. And since then, you know, okay, they beat Rutgers at home. Rutgers is terrible. Um, Minnesota hasn't shown us anything in a month. 
Um, so to be a 14-and-a-half-point favorite on the road really says how bad the odds makers think the Huskers are. And they have been. I mean, they've lost, uh, yeah. they lost oh. to Georgia Southern, who, even though the Sun Belt East has, has proven to be a bit of fun this year, uh, Georgia Southern hasn't been all that. They lost. Uh, there's a game tomorrow where you wouldn't be surprised if the winner won by 50, and that's number two Ohio State at Northwestern. Oh, yeah, Northwestern absolutely. beat Nebraska in a neutral game in all places at the beginning of the year in Dublin, Ireland, at the beginning of the college football season in oh, Dublin, yeah. Ireland. I remember the, that. The Wildcats have not won since. They've gone donut in North America in the 2022 football season. So the the fact that Nebraska lost to that team along with Georgia Southern along with a couple of other losses that you would you would understand you would expect they're not that great this year. That defense has not played well. The offense is is not in tatters but it's it's been very stagnant. And so Minnesota has been a much, much, much more consistent team than Nebraska this year. I'm not surprised that they're a two-touchdown two, point, two touchdown, uh, favorite. Yeah, and Mo Ibrahim uh, closing in on 1,000 yards on the season goes into the game at 9.55. You brought up the other games in the Big Ten. Real quick, number 2 Ohio State at Northwestern. Couldn't agree more. Buckeyes favored by 38. They, they could easily put 50 on them before halftime. In, in that one. Now, it looks like the weather could be crummy in Evanston for that game. Shouldn't matter. Uh, Iowa at Purdue, a uh, couple of the middle-of-the-pack teams, Iowa offensively, they can't do much. I mean, the the over-under in this game is 40. I think that's high. I, I, I think the over-under should be in the 30s. I, I give I give Purdue's offense enough credit to move okay. that number up. I do. All right. So I, I was offense. Well, I if they help that out, I'll be stunned. Yeah, uh, Purdue uh, favored by three and a half. Maryland at Wisconsin. The Badgers showing signs of life. They change coaches, and uh, the Badgers are four and four, closing in on bowl eligibility. Two and three in the Big Ten uh, in Madison. Even though Maryland six and two overall, three and two in the Big Ten, Bucky favored by five. I think they win this, and I I think they win this. Uh, you know, giving the points, they win and cover. I Maryland's offense is not uh, is not shy. I think if Wisconsin wins this, it's going to be really close. I think Maryland could pull it off. Wow! All right, number fifteen, Penn State on the road at Indiana. Penn State six and two, three and two in the Big Ten, uh, and then Indiana three and five, one and four in the Big Ten. Same old Hoosiers there. Uh, I, I like the Nittany Lions in this one. They are big favorites on the road, thirteen and a half. I'm not sure about that number, but I think they win the game. Penn State is is two steps ahead, in my opinion, of Indiana this year. Um, Penn State was in the game and leading in the fourth quarter against Ohio State last week. Indiana, I don't think, and I believe Ohio State has yet to play Indiana. If Indiana is in that position that Penn State was in last Saturday, if they're anywhere close to that position when they play later this this season, I'll be stunned. I'll be shocked. All right, Sparty at number 16, Illinois. Illinois, the team to beat in the Big Ten. 7-1 and one overall, 
Four and one in the Big Ten. Brett Bielema, inside track, Big Ten coach of the year. Illini favored by 16. I think they roll in this game in Champaign. I would love to pick Mel Tucker in this situation. <laughs> I'd love to say Mel Tucker and his team come through and have some sort of fight. I don't know if this year they can hang with Illinois. The way Illinois has been playing, I think Illinois wins. I don't know if they get to that number, the 16, but they'll probably win by double digits. Yeah, it's really impressive what Bielema has done in Champaign. I mean, year in and year out, with all due respect to Lovey Smith, just wasn't turning it around. Bielema's turned it around pretty quickly. And then uh, finally, number five, Michigan at Rutgers. Uh, Michigan favored by 26 on the road in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, Very doable. Uh, Michigan, no problem in that one. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Kyrie Irving uh, suspended by the Nets. Uh, The fallout from all of that continues. We'll, We'll have that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Wolves and Bucks later. Uh, ESPN double a header tonight. So our pregame show on the radio starts at 8.30. Cal Soderquist with the pregame show. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Timberwolves 4-4. Four and four. The Bucks and Giannis 7-0 and out of the gate. They are slight favorites tonight in the game at Target Center. And as Chris Hines said earlier in the program, uh, the Timberwolves... Uh, we got some potential game time decisions for uh, Ant and Gobert in the game tonight. Meanwhile, the Brooklyn Nets uh, have a lead over the Washington Wizards, fifty-one to forty-three. Kevin Durant leading the way right now with fourteen points for the Nets. And that one, no Kyrie Irving. He was suspended by the Nets. And if you pay attention to sports, uh, you know Kyrie Irving was suspended on Thursday for no less than five games after he failed to formally apologize during a news conference earlier in the day for the hurt that uh, his pose caused late last week. And uh, there were social media posts centering around an anti-Semitic book and a movie. Here's my thing with Kyrie Irving. Here's a guy that... and We're not sure if he really believes this stuff. But when Kyrie Irving was touting the earth as flat stuff, I'm kind of like, okay, time out. Anything this guy says or does, you got to disregard. Uh, Jonathan Law, I don't know how you feel about it, but the whole earth is flat just kind of, all right, I I tune out Kyrie Irving. I thought for a while, I know he has some intelligence, and I thought for a while it was kind of a, a lark. But it seems to have gotten worse and more vitriolic since. So it's it should have been a telltale sign. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's just you don't do stuff like this. And now he's paying the price out for at least five games. We got to run news and weather in a moment. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.